Okay, the next subject we have is Israel's elections. And the results in Israel are the same, of course, as the last elections, with one significant change. Netanyahu has 31 seats to uh, Netanyahu's Likud party. Um, 31 seats to Benny Gantz's Blue and White parties, 32 seats. The more moderate and reasonable Benny Gantz. And the third force in politics in Israel, of course, are the Arabs. And they have come together now with 13 seats or so. And they are a force to be reckoned with. One-fifth of the Israeli population is Arab. And their nationality were all the cruel. Netanyahu's nationality law has really punched them in the teeth. And the Arabs are standing up to be counted. Um... The other force in, in Israel's politics is, of course, Lieberman, just nine seats, but he's doubled the vote for Yisrael Beitenu. Uh, forgive my Hebrew pronunciation, it's as bad as my Arabic. Yisrael Beitenu, uh, Lieberman's party, has doubled its, its uh, vote. They really are the big winners with nine seats and nine important seats. Lieberman, of course, is somewhere to the right of Attila the Hun. He is unbelievable. He is, I hate to throw words like racist. I mean, people say Trump is a racist. I'm not going to say racist, but he is ultra-right. And to my way of thinking, to your way of thinking, his words are horrid. And he can be quite a brute. He can be quite mean and keen and Lieberman cares about Lieberman just like Netanyahu cares about Netanyahu Lieberman is a is a, an ideologue of the extreme right and it's it's a sad day to see him so important but he's become the kingmaker uh, because uh, Netanyahu's right wing his Likud party um, can get nowhere without the support of somebody. Otherwise, it has less seats than Gantz, than Benny Gantz. The Israeli president is going to have to fall, call on Gantz first to, to attempt to form a government. Presumably, it's going to be difficult. Um, the Arabs, they have a thing called the joint list, and they say they will not, well, they will support Gantz. They will support Gantz. They will support Gantz for Prime Minister of Israel. Ha! Ah, remarkable, eh? Because they they don't particularly like Benny Gantz, but they like him much more than they dislike Netanyahu. Everybody in the Arab community is pretty unkeen about Netanyahu, given his settlement building, given his threat to annex the Jordan Valley. I don't have to spell it out for you. You understand it. The Arabs don't like Netanyahu. Uh, but he, even with um, the support of the joint list, the Arab joint list, um, are lovable or comparatively lovable. All things are relative. Benny Gantz is still short of a majority He'll just be 54 or 55 seats. Uh, still short of the 61 seats he'll need to have over half the Knesset. Um, and it is an interesting moment in history. It's the first time since 1992 that Israel's Arabs have said they will support a Jewish 
leader as prime minister of Israel. They, I know they, they have their red lines. They won't join a coalition. They won't join the government, but uh, I, I don't see why not, but they won't. Um, but, yes, they they will support him. Well, I, I see why not. They, they, they think it's uh, that he's... Um, that he's what he is and they don't really approve of him. It's just that they they like him more than they dislike Netanyahu. So um, Netanyahu has less votes than, or less members of the Knesset than Gantz. What a moment in history. And Lieberman plays this big role as kingmaker. And what does Lieberman want? He says he's not going to have and be any part of a coalition that includes the Arabs. But then no coalition is going to include the Arabs because the Arabs will only... You got that, did you? The Arabs will not join a government. They'll just support Benny Gantz for premier. So the fact that Lieberman says he won't join a coalition that includes the Arabs... It's not the point, because no coalition is going to include the Arabs. You, you've got it, you've got it, you've got it. So, Lieberman plays a big role. And what does Lieberman want? He wants a government of national unity. That's his line. And uh, Gantz says, yes, we'll have a government of national I really don't like governments of national unity. They're fine in wartime, in peacetime. Wherever they are, they're a problem because there's no real opposition. So you can get all sorts of runaway corruption, uh, no real, no real, that's, that's what happened in Tunisia, wasn't it? I think so, anyway. Um, there is no opposition to call the government out. So governments of national unity are a waste of space, but... Lieberman wants a government of national unity. And Gantz says, yes, I'll join a government of nationality, national unity as long as Likud is not led by the corrupt Mr. Netanyahu. I won't back a government national unity with Netanyahu as prime minister, says Benny Gantz. Um, okay, now I hope you're not getting confused here. Uh, the problem here is that the Likud ministers thus far remain loyal to Netanyahu, to Bibi, Bibi Netanyahu. So we're back to Lieberman to decide. Lieberman, the kingmaker, will decide what happens. Unfortunately, any kingdom is <laughs> it's Lieberman is the determining factor. But there you go. Now, another little footnote here. Now, I'm just, you, you, you've got the basics. Um, there's an interesting point here. Trump, I'm really going off at a tangent, but I just want you to understand it. Trump has distanced, distanced himself from, from Bibi Netanyahu. Even before Israel's elections, Trump distanced himself from Bibi Netanyahu. He always used to praise him, but before this election, he didn't express his usual preference. Why is that? 
Well, there's one argument that in the G7 recently there was a French initiative for a U.S. meeting with Zarif, the um, foreign minister of Iran. And um, what did Israel do? Israel undermined the possibility of this happening. Netanyahu actually called Donald Trump countless times during the G7 discussions, but Trump wouldn't take the call, didn't answer him. Trump was irritated by what? By Netanyahu's attacks on Lebanon and Syria and Iraq because he thought, quite rightly, that Netanyahu wanted to undermine his outreach to Iran to have some sort of great grand gesture um, by um, so Netanyahu wanted to provoke Iran. Is there no grand gesture available? Of course there are grand gestures available. Um, the, Iran can make a grand gesture and make some great peace statement in response to the mighty Trump and you can have a handshaking and all the rest. Um, but Netanyahu undermined the possibility of that happening. And you see, and then you could argue there's another reason that Trump became furious with Netanyahu and stopped supporting him. Because it's, well, it's another reason, but it's the same reason. Iraq and um, Syria had decided to reopen the border crossing at Abu Kamal, uh, Abu Kamal al-Qaim, border crossing, that's economically vital to the people of Iraq and Syria. But the United States of America doesn't particularly like it because the United States of America, um, and Israel for that matter, argue that opening the border crossing helps Ir Iran and Hezbollah, the Iranian Hezbollah, access. It doesn't, in fact, really. What it helps is the people of Iraq and Syria because people, the, the militias, can cross back and forth as much as they like. They don't need a formal border crossing. but uh, So America is a bit clueless there, but never mind. This is what America thinks. But America was not going to undermine Trump's little initiative to have some great grand peace moment with Iran. Um as a consequence, the, the, the people that decided to undermine it were Israel, and they started bombing the hash, the hash al Shabi. Um, and as a consequence of that, the Hesht al Shabi have formed an Air Force unit, so they say, to fight back. And. Here's the bottom line. They blame the USA as much as Israel regarding this issue and because they think of the two nations, wrongly in some degree, as sides of the same coin. But the Hashd al-Shabi regard the US bases in Iraq as providing logistical support for Israel in regard to these attacks. They're wrong there. They are wrong there. 
they are wrong there. But Trump believes Israel has made the U.S. vulnerable again in Iraq. So, another reason that Trump is grumpy with Netanyahu. Okay. Is this relevant? Well, pause a moment. This is what I said to a U.S. ambassador. And the U.S. ambassador said, You're wrong there, William. With all your complicated analysis, you're wrong there, William. The real reason Trump is not backing Netanyahu is that Donald Trump does not back losers. Okay. He's backing Boris Johnson. Donald Trump does not back losers, said this U.S. ambassador to me tonight. Donald Trump does not back losers. You had, well, you've heard it, haven't you? Really quite significant. And suddenly, it was like the mist clearing. Suddenly, I saw what that U.S. ambassador was on about. Maybe Netanyahu is finished. Bibi Netanyahu is on his way out. Goodbye, Bibi. You heard it here. Wait and see. Let's see if we're right on Halla London Radio. Bye-bye, Bibi. Bibi Netanyahu is doomed. Donald Trump does not back Losers. Okay. We'll pause there. We'll come on to another subject in a moment. <laughs> 